you know, one of the things you hear is like play, like play to earn is, is, is kind of something that's associated with NFTs. And the idea is that you can make money while playing your video games. And a lot of people have predicted that this is going to be the future of gaming. Um, you know, I think it's appealing to make money while you're playing video games. Um, but, it, you know, for kids, when you get into the gaming age for kids and, and financial literacy, it can get a little complicated. So it's yeah. it's. It could be. I think it could be something. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's going anywhere. I think we're seeing a collapse. I, I think it's going to be around. Um, I don't think it's going to take over gaming like some like some people think. I think you know traditional gaming is you know with, without without even microtransactions will still be around. This is the Growing Up with Tech Show. I'm your host Lowell Brown, and in each episode, we discuss topics related to the impact of technology on our kids as they grow up. When it comes to technology, there are so many ways it's a part of our everyday lives. From cybersecurity and social media to tech products and educational tools, our kids have lots of exposure to tech. The challenge for us parents is in how we guide them as they experience, learn, and become creative with tech. We cover all that and more on the Growing Up With Tech Show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Growing Up With Tech Show. I'm really excited to have not one, but two guests today. I've got Jamie McMahon and Alexia Sabot from CBC Kids. I'm going to turn things over to them in just a second to introduce themselves, but we are going to talk about crypto and NFTs. And this is a topic that I was actually having trouble finding people to come on the show and talk with me about. So I'm really excited to have you two on the show with me today. So let's kick things off. I'm going to turn things over to you so that you can introduce yourselves. So let's get started with Jamie. And uh, Jamie, I'm, I'm going to turn things over to you. Just give us a little bit about your background and your involvement with CBC Kids, and we'll go from there. Great. Thanks. Um, so yeah, I'm Jamie. I'm a video producer with CBC Kids News. Um, CBC Kids News is a news service that's a part of the CBC Kids um, department. Um, and we specialize in creating news for tween audiences, essentially. So like nine to 13 year olds is kind of our, our demo. But of course, you know, we have audiences that are older, that are younger as well. Um, and we do a variety of, of, of different services for news. We do articles, we do videos, we're on social, um, and it's all found on a site that's, uh, that's called cbckidsnews.ca. Awesome. I'm Alexia Sabot, and I'm a contributor with CBC Kids News. Uh, I mostly do videos with them and just talking about a bunch of different topics. And one video that we did was on NFTs. So now we're here. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I should I should mention Lil, one one thing that's unique about our news service is we we produce news for kids, but as you, as you can see, we 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 make news with young people as well. And they're, they're called our our kid contributors, and yeah. they're like teen journalists that that work with us, and um, they they help help produce, write, research the pieces. Um, they're not just on air talent. Like like for the NFT piece, Alexi and I work together on all the research, on all the writing, um, the interviews, everything. So they're they're a huge part of producing the content that that, that we put out. That's amazing. And and that's one of the things that I thought was, you know, really engaging when I when I found your clips was it's not about, you know, let's say you guys educating kids and it's adults doing it. It's kids doing these pieces and that makes it even more relatable. So that's why I kind of, you know, and I and I got suckered in. I once I once I saw one, I was like, okay, what's the next one? What's the next one? These are awesome. <laughs> so I think it's really good and I and I've shown uh, a couple of my one, a couple of the videos to one of my kids and he was like, yeah, I've seen these before. So that was really, really cool to, uh, to see as well. Um, so thank you. Thank you both again for, for coming on the show today. Um, and we're going to, sh we're going to shift over to that NFT stuff. So, 
I'm going to turn it over to Alexia. Alexia, I would love it if you can give us a quick demo of what's an NFT. Yeah, so basically NFT stands for a non-fungible token. And going even further than that, fungible is something that can be exchanged for something of equal value. So if you think about it, like you have one dollar, you have four quarters, they're the same thing. So it can be broken up into smaller parts and still equal that whole it was split from. So same goes for like money, gold, or even cryptocurrency. But uh, non-fungible is something that can't be exchanged. So it's unique. So that's what uh, NFTs are all about. They're unique um, pieces of like digital art, essentially. And uh, there's a whole process that goes into making NFTs. And uh, one of those things is minting. So uh, you uh, mint your NFT. So the thing, same thing with like coins and tokens and things like that. And pretty much sure that covers like the basis of it i mean obviously it's very much more complicated than that (laughs) there's lots of different things that go into it especially when you're researching it you come across all these different words like ethereum and whatever else blockchain things like that uh but jamie if you have anything to add to that yeah no, that, that's fantastic, Alexia. Yeah, you're 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 exactly right. They're 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 non fungible tokens. Um, and you know what we kind of discovered in our research is that like the one of the prominent forms of, of NFTs is, is digital art. Like like a lot of people have heard of things like um, like Board Ape Yacht Club or CryptoPunks are are really popular ones, and they've they've made headlines for fetching like huge huge prices for these things. And and um, you know a lot of people are like, well, it's it's like a JPEG. Like, how are you paying? you know, millions of dollars for a JPEG, but that's kind of where the NFT comes in. And sort of one thing we, we sort of discovered when we were researching the piece as well was that um, that's just the, the really popular form of NFTs. Um, you know, there, there's also, it's also in gaming, uh, as we discussed a bit earlier, but, um, you know, talking to experts, they said NFTs can kind of be applied to almost anything because essentially an NFT is is, is sort of like a technology or, or a way of, of um, authenticating something that's unique. Um, and so that can be applied to all different kinds of things. We, you know, we see it popularized with images or, or in video games, but, um, you know, one of the examples somebody gave us was like, you could, you could, you could attach an NFT to a sneaker if you wanted to, you could attach it to real world items as well. Um, so, so the, it goes far beyond just what we're seeing popularized as right now. Right. And in yeah. terms of, um, NFTs, the process of, like, how does somebody know? So we're, we're talking about here, let's say digital, a digital picture of something. Um, mm-hmm. Let's use an example of, let's say, a, you know, it's a drawing that there's a series of these different, you know, oftentimes people hear about things, let's say, like board apes. It's very popular. And, and those are NFTs that are worth sometimes millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. So to give people an idea of what they are, it's essentially it's a it's a picture. It's a digital picture or a, a, a it could be a, a painting or an art, uh, look like a drawing kind of thing. How does somebody know when they're going to buy them that it is an actual real item? It is like, do they get a certificate? Do they get something that shows that they own it? So can you guys talk about that for a sec? Sure. Yeah. It's the, the big thing in that, and it's, it's similar with crypto, is blockchain. Um, so blockchain is 
is sort of the tech um, that goes behind um, NFTs. And um, you know, blockchain is it's 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 pretty complex stuff, but but essentially it's a digital ledger. It's it's a way of tracking a series of transactions on an item, and and that's used to uh, authenticate that item. So um, uh, one of the great things about blockchain is the public, so that you, so anyone can look, anyone can see what's what transactions have happened and, and and if it was minted so you know you might i think i think a common thing people think is um oh so there's this picture of this bored ape like why can't i just do a screen cap and then sell right. that for a million bucks like why wouldn't that be what, like what's the difference the difference is that 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 bored ape is tracked in the blockchain so you know it's the the one quote unquote that the original um, and and so you know the, it goes back to the non fungible thing it's unique it's original um, and then the blockchain is what kind of um, ensures that that it's that one um, and then that that creates scarcity so that's I mean we can get into like where these things get value from but that's that's the basic idea of how you know it's the one is 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 because it's in blockchain and do you th- so if if I'm buying an NFT, is it always I'll get that one or sometimes are they released in terms of, hey, there's going to be 10 of these. They're the exact same, but only 10 people can actually own it. Yeah, you can have you can have sets um, and, and Bored Apes is a good example of that. They're, they're, the apes are, are kind of different. So it's not the, the perfect example. Right. But there's there's this whole range of these apes that, that you can that you can purchase um, or there could be exactly like you said, there could be like 10 of the same. But again, that blockchain will. Uh, verify that those 10 are the 10. So, you know, similar to like uh, cards or comics that have like a certain limited amount of issues or art that has like, you know, a certain amount of uh, like prints from the artist or whatever. It's the same thing. Those are, those are authenticated in the blockchain as the, as the 10, even if they are the same. Okay. So we've touched a little bit upon, uh, we talked about NFTs we touched a little bit upon crypto. Let's go back and explain crypto a bit more. Because we're going to segue after this of how do crypto and how do NFTs kind of could they impact kids in in as they're growing up? So my kids they're uh, twelve and thirteen, um, and they're at the point where they're starting to you know spend their own money and and they've got bank cards and in some cases when I was using Mido, you know we've even gone through the the psychology of, hey, I've got actual cash. I've got an actual bill here. I've got actual coins to tapping with debit where you don't see the transactions. You don't see that, okay, well, I had a $20 bill and now I've got you know $10 because I spent some. So how I want to talk about how you know crypto might relate or not relate to that or how that could be the future. Um, but how would you describe crypto? Um, well, actually, I'll take this one if you don't mind, because we we sort yeah, of um, compartmentalized into into just NFTs for this piece, and they are related. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Alexia mentioned like Ethereum and like the different kinds of cryptos that exist. Um, but uh, a couple months earlier, I produced an explainer um, that that didn't feature a kit contributor. They were just like a, we call them TOVs, text on video explainers. Yeah. Um, and it was cryptocurrency explained was was what we did, and and so I did do a bit of research and learn about crypto, but. Um, Cryptocurrency is, is is a form of currency, a form of money, um, and one of the big differences between it and what you would think about as money, like a Canadian dollar, um, is that it's decentralized. So, so like money, like money that we know, like you know, dollars, cents, American dollars, Canadian dollars, whatever euros. Um, there's a central bank that sort of uh, administers and oversees that that money. It's it's a centralized 
organization that that um, that mints the money. Number one, so makes new money, puts new money into the into the system, and then and then oversees the actual system of of money. Whereas crypto is decentralized, um, and what that means is it's really similar to NFTs. They use blockchain um, to track the, the different transactions of the coins, um, and and what makes it decentralized is that the blockchain is spread amongst you know thousands of computers like that 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 number is not even really accurate it's 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 many 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 computers um so if one computer goes down blockchain is still maintained by another computer um et cetera et cetera et cetera so there's no there's no central authority that's 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 managing um bitcoin it it's it's everyone who's who part of or using bitcoin or, or is running blockchain is is sort of um monitoring the system and, and tracking the transactions um so it's you know you could Sometimes some people say it's digital currency versus real currency, but as as you kind of pointed out with the debit card, our currency is kind of becoming digital in yeah. a lot of ways as well. So the real difference is is the, the centralization versus the decentralization. Um, but it's commonly referred to crypto or cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or Ethereum are a form of digital currency. Yeah. Okay, yeah, perfect. I think it's very interesting how like cryptocurrency affects NFTs uh, so much because I was reading recently over kind of like the past month how the crypto market has kind of crashed a little bit yeah. and that has affected NFTs a lot. And mm -hmm. a lot of people are even talking about are NFTs just like a bubble and the bubble has burst now or is this just going to be like the rise, the fall and then NFTs will rise again? So I think it's very interesting and like talking like back to like the Bored Apes uh, Yacht Club, I think. Sorry, I always get that name wrong. But um, <laughs> back to that, like they, uh, as you said, like they sold like many NFTs for like large amounts of amounts of money. And lately yeah. uh, they've had like NFTs go under 100K, which is like a big thing. Um, and they it's just uh interesting to see how like when we made our video uh that was kind of like i feel like getting to the peak of nfts like right. around oh, right. that time they were like a huge thing like everyone was talking about them but now i feel like they've kind of become like like not as many people are talking about them anymore not not really popular anymore and also just with the crypto market they've just gone down in prices i'm not so sure about the how much people are still buying them I haven't looked into that but i know that the prices have gone down so i think it'll be really interesting to like follow that and see what happens with nfts and see if they're gonna become a big thing again or what's gonna happen with them so yeah it, it is definitely interesting and i think you know there's there's a bit of that uh, popularity of, you know, this is the next hot thing. So, oh, everybody's getting these NFTs and they started at, I mean, when Bored Apes first came out, they, they weren't originally that expensive, but it goes with the demand. You know, it's more and more people are, want them. There's fewer available and the demand makes the value higher. And then, so, so what's interesting is seeing that number one now, as these, you know, crypto, um, declines in terms of the the value of certain cryptocurrencies that causes these NFTs to be less valuable. And that sometimes will scare people in terms of, okay, well, yes, maybe they're more affordable, but is that going to keep going? Right. Is, mm -hmm. is it, mm -hmm. am I, am I going to buy something that I think, you know, I think in, in some cases people buy an NFT because they want to collect it. They want to say that they've owned something, but in some cases, I think people are are thinking, hey, this is a way I can make money, right? Like I'm investing in something, I can hold it, 
let it increase in value and then I could decide if I want to sell it, right? So yeah. that could be part of what's happening where people are are getting a little bit worried and thinking, okay, well, this isn't something I'm going to – it's not a get-rich-quick kind of scheme. This is, you know – Something where we don't know if what the value is, and and I do know some people that collect them just because they like them, right? It's just it's yeah. like other art that you have in your house. You get a painting, you don't necessarily go into that thinking that hey, I'm going to get this, keep it for a year, see if it goes up in value because the artist is popular, and then I'm going to try to sell it to somebody else. Some people just collect yeah. things to collect, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so that's an interesting side of it. Um, let's talk about where you know, where kids might want or or use NFTs. And I think one of the most popular um, places that I've heard of in terms of it being impactful for kids, in some cases, yes, there's that collecting side of things. But I think it's, I've seen a lot of things where video games are a part of NFTs. In some cases, I've seen where in order to play a video game, you have to buy an NFT, which represents a character in the game that gives you access to play the game. In some cases, playing a game, one of the rewards is you can get an NFT that you can then keep, use in another game or sell, right? Um, So let's talk about that. How, How have you seen, you know, NFTs in that sort of a space? And, and do you think that that is something that's, you know, the future of what gaming or, or a digital, you know, engagement is going to be like? Um, and do you think it's going to work out? Yeah, so uh, for me, personally, I haven't seen too much about it. I know I've seen some things about how NFTs can become a thing around like character skins, or like, for example, like different, like, maybe like guns in um, video games. Uh, the only thing that I have heard of, uh, really specifically, is um, something from my little brother so he's uh almost 10 years old and it wasn't like an actual nft thing it was kind of like he was playing roblox one day and he kept hearing me talk about nfts when i was like doing the video and he's like oh i got this like it wasn't an actual nft but he's like oh i got this nft in roblox so i think it's interesting that even even though it wasn't like a real nft he still like was like knowing about it and he was like trading his like uh nfts or whatever on roblox so i thought that was really interesting that even if it wasn't like a real thing he like knew about it and he they it was like a thing in a game he was playing but uh as for actual nfts in video games i'm gonna leave that to jamie because i don't know too much about that but well, that's funny, and it show. I think it, that shows that kids are, um, you know, interested, and and they're hearing about it, and they, they want it. And it, it, it's it's interesting you mentioned uh, Roblox, Alexia, because one of the people we interviewed, Andreas Park, as a professor of finance at the University of Toronto, and he used Roblox as an example um, in in sort of understanding how an NFT in a game could be different than than what we we see in a lot of games right now. So Roblox, you have these characters, there's all these different games you can play. Um, you have these skins that you can earn, all, all kinds of different things, um, items you can use in the game. But when you leave the Roblox environment, that's that's it. it it's it's contained within the Roblox environment. You don't, you don't get to take that with you. So one 
potential application that he, he suggested would be like you as a gamer you'd have this item you could take it from game to game you, you'd own it it would be your item and like a, a good pop culture example of something like that is is the film or the book in the film ready player one where like these players mm-hmm. do all these different games but they're always the same character and they have these cool right. items they take with them that makes them better and better um so that's kind of I, like so I, I think that could be something that, that is very viable in the future and especially for gaming with kids and then the stuff that we're seeing like like you mentioned in the actual games right now um, is you know you're, you're seeing popular games add NFT items that can give your characters different abilities, and you own that item. It's it's unique. It's yours. Um, and, and I think the, the gamers are kind of and kids are kind of split on that because on the one hand, um, somebody's got something special and unique that that maybe nobody else can have, um, and that could be seen as like kind of cheating. Or, or or I guess the big concern would be like pay to win would be a big concern around that. Like if you have the money, you can buy the NFT, you can get better at the game. Um, and, and where that's been a part of gaming for a while, you have. Um, you have like microtransactions in games, which are, which are all a whole another thing. Um, but the, the thing that's about these NFTs is that they're unique. So it's it's you know everyone can afford to buy the new skin, but you have the one skin. Um, and then and then you know kids could sell it, right? That's like you could literally sell your skin. And again, that's happened before in video games, but not not with that kind of unique trackable item. Um, and then, and then the other the other side that we're seeing with video games and NFTs is like these NFT based games, like games that are entire games that are designed around um, transactions, NFTs, cryptocurrency. Um, there's Axie Infinity is, is one of the big yep. ones, and it was like this this billion dollar game, and it's it's kind of crashing right now. Um, but you know, you buy these characters, and you, you can you can they can you can breed them and make new characters. Some like some people weren't even playing the game; they were just buying characters and breeding them, and then selling the the breeds for, yeah. for huge sums of money um and then people will go and battle and try to win and so you know one of the things you hear is like play like play to earn is, is is kind of something that's associated with nfts and the idea is that you can make money while playing your video games and a lot of people have predicted that this is going to be the future of gaming um you know i think it's appealing to make money while you're playing video games um but you know for kids when you get into the gaming age for kids and and financial literacy it can get a little complicated so it's yeah. it's it could be. I think it could be something. I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's going anywhere. I think we're seeing a collapse. I, I think it's going to be around. Um, I don't think it's going to take over gaming like some like some people think. I think you know traditional gaming as we know it with without without even microtransactions will still be around. Yeah, it's it is interesting. I uh, one of the small crypto things that I've um, a part of is is a company called Thor, and it started just as cryptocurrency, and then they have uh, been building this game for the last year or so that they're planning to release and and that's how they kind of expand it's it's kind of like a, a i think it'll become something like a mine uh, not a minecraft a fortnite style you know shooter gamer kind of thing um but the the whole concept that how they started is the people that got in early get you know the first chance to get a character and that character is only going to be a limited amount and what's interesting is that i'm seeing where they're saying yes you you know, you as you play the game, you could win more rewards, and those rewards could be mer- worth more things. There are add-ons. There are maybe weapons or or character elements or costumes that you can get. Um, but the interesting, the other interesting, really interesting side of this is there's a whole sub ecosystem or marketplace around this where people who have characters can rent them to other people who don't want to invest. You know, if buying a character let's say is too expensive so that somebody wants to play they can rent you know or borrow this character so they can get a chance to play in the game so it's a really you know such a diverse way of the the marketplace um evolving around how nfts can work in video games and and that kind of thing 
And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of that where it's up and down in terms of, you know, is it, is it something that people believe is actually going to happen? Is it going to be popular? Are, are, are people going to make money from this kind of thing? Um, that, that is definitely very interesting. And I think the other thing that, um, people need to think about as well is, you know, is this, how is this different from just buying a game? You know, if you, if you're buying a game, let's say it's, it's a PlayStation game. Average game is, let's say $80, right? So you're getting in an NFT game. You may have to buy to buy a character. You may have to buy, you know, pay to, to, to play. It might be a monthly fee in some cases, but then there's other games where in those cases, there's add-ons in the games, right? So let's let's take out the NFT side of things. You've got a video game where sometimes if you want to advance in the game, you might need to, to pay to get the extra levels or you might need to get better weapons or that kind of thing. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see how those two kind of worlds are also colliding where you've got the traditional side of gaming and then these NFT style games, which are coming out. And in some cases, I've seen both where like a game like Call of Duty started having these NFTs that you could, I think, earn or or get, or there's a whole other side of the game for people with that. So it, it's almost like all of this stuff and is coming together. And in some cases, it's confusing for everybody. And in some cases, it's, you know, you could see how people are just testing to see what's going to work. What are people interested in? Will it last? Um, there's also other things like, you know, NBA Top Shots, where it's almost a digital collectible, right? So we talked briefly about how growing up, you know, we have comic books and, and you know, baseball cards or basketball cards or things like that. Now, there are other ways where people can actually trade NFTs and it's almost like a stock market, right? Where you can see, okay, this one is valued at this high and I'm going to trade in and trade like that. Do you think that's um, something, Alexi, in, in, in your experience, does something like that interest you as a kid to know that, hey, let's say, you know, you've got behind you a pillow, right? One of those yeah. little character pillows. What if those came out as NFTs and there were all these different kind of colors and characters and shapes and, and things like that? And you could see where you could collect a series of them and that would be worth more. Or you could trade to get instead of an orange one, you wanted a pink one. Is that something that you think in the future you'd be interested in as, as it like, does that appeal to you? Is that kind of a thing also you worry you in terms of people becoming too um, set on trying to collect all these items? Yeah. Personally, the way that I would relate it to myself is uh, probably I play this uh, video game called Valorant. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's like a first person shooter game and uh, you can buy skins for your gun. So it's a free game, uh, but that's where like the money aspect comes in. And personally, for me, I've seen that once you buy one skin, you kind of want to buy more and more and more until and you get like a shop that like uh, cycles every 24 hours and stuff like that. So that's where I would relate it to myself if they had some kind of 
uh, like gun skin that they would make into an NFT, I think that would be really interesting. Because personally, I have got a little sucked into buying those uh, skins because you start it as a free game and you're like, okay, I'm not going to buy anything. It's a free game. I'm just going to play it as it is. And then you see all the like pretty designs and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, maybe I will. And uh, so I think that would be interesting to see something like that. That would be what would interest me the most. Um, I just think it would be really cool. I would probably buy that if if it became a thing uh, because I already have like, I have so many skins <laughs> on that game. It's like not even funny. Uh, but so yeah, that's that's where I that's where I would uh, find the most interest out of like the like the digital art thing. I think it's cool, but personally, I don't think I would ever like spend that much money on digital art uh, because it's just not something that I feel like I would just get it and it would just sit there and then that's it. Like I don't know, like that that uh, it interests me to see other people buying it, but I don't think I would ever buy it. But yeah, something like uh, in a video game, I could definitely see myself buying it. And I think uh, with kids, um, like uh, my brother, for example, he asks me to buy him like Robux all the time on <laughs> Roblox. You know, so I think that uh, if if the if nfts did become a thing in video games i think it could be a good thing because it could be a cool thing to like trade and sell them but i also think it could suck a lot of kids especially uh teenagers because teenagers have more access over their own money than younger kids i think it could suck them into buying or spending a lot on uh different games but uh so i don't know if that's a good thing or if that's a bad thing <laughs> right. but i i guess we'll see right well that that brings up a couple good points i mean you know as a parent when my kids are playing video games there are times when they have said hey dad can i you know they we some of the games and um trying to think of an example now but one one some of the games are free right and and they can play them but they want totally. that add-on which is going to give them bonuses in the game whether it's you know characters or other outfits skins um or things like that and uh one of the games my my kid plays it's one of the um I'm trying to think of the name of it, but it's it's one of those games where you know you you can just play the game faster if you've got an upgrade, so you can get rewards yeah. faster and things like that. And the good about that is, yes, you know the game is a, is free. So when they ask me for it, I'm like, well, do you really need this, right? Because you're not really getting anything. It's not really helping you. You're not going to win the game, but it's just helping you play it faster. But you don't get to keep anything. So in a way it's, it's, you know, I understand the game makers, that's how they're making money and that's, that's it. But there is a little bit of that addictive side of some of these games where while you're playing it, you do get sucked into wanting to get to that next level or be able to play. Um, if a friend, let's say has that bonus, you want to get it as well. Um, so sometimes that, that can, can come into the play of the video games. And I think that's, something parents need to be aware of um and and also like you said yeah can it can get you know addictive with um buying the add-ons and what mm -hmm. always you know in some cases i i see the value of something if my kids are playing it and then i know that they're enjoying it they're getting value out of that engagement out of that value 
But sometimes it's like, well, do you really need that? You know, do you really need that skin? It's not going to make a difference, right? I'll play the game and I don't care what I look like as a character. Um, But it can definitely, you know, if, if you're not paying attention to it, there's like, you can, you can say, okay, I want, I want this uh, add on this month. And then the next month comes and I want it again. And I want it again. And I want it again soon enough. You don't realize how much your kids or you in, in your case might be spending on all of these things. And while with other things like a comic book, real life stuff, I mean, I see on your shelves behind you, you've got things that are collectibles and in yes. the real world, you've got those real world things. You can see them, you can touch them, you can engage with them. And when it comes to things like NFTs, while they are sometimes embedded in things that you're doing, you don't physically have them. So mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? Like, do you, do you, would you rather be able to physically have something and collect that thing and keep it around you and maybe trade it with friends or do you value it just as much in a virtual world, whether it's in, let's say, you know, a VR game, it's in a PlayStation game, it's in a, it's in a, you know, game you can, or, or a, an NFT that can go across platforms. Do you hold the same value to those kinds of things? Yeah, for me personally, so I collect like uh, manga and also I just have like a bunch of books in general. So um, that's kind of like I definitely hold, I think, more value to things that I can actually hold and see. Like my whole room, I have things on every wall. As you can see, I have like a bunch of shelves back there completely filled. So my room has like a bunch of things displayed and that's how I like it. I like to be able to like see everything and uh for everything to be physical so that's for me personally but i have a bunch of friends i know who invest like um a lot of like money into things in games like i don't um i don't know the specifics of it but i know that there's some kind of thing with the game uh csgo where you can like buy these different like bundles or something and you can trade them with people or you can even like gamble on them and things like that and i know that they hold like a bunch of value to that like uh people like some of my friends will like bribe each other with it they're like do this for me and i'll give you this thing (laughs) in this game or whatever you know so i see that for for me personally i don't but for my friends i see it a lot and uh even with like again my brother i see him and his games like he doesn't he doesn't spend money, but he puts a lot of like hours into the games that he plays. And sometimes uh, his friends will like scam him and he'll get like super upset about <laughs> it. Even he, even though he hasn't spent any money, it's just like time. And so I've seen how upset he gets about it. So I think um, a lot of kids do hold like a lot of value to things online. Um, I mean, for me, I hold a lot of value to, like, my Valorant account. Like, every time I have to go AFK, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to get banned. Like, I don't want to, like, lose my account. Like, I, I do hold value to that, I would say. But uh, I think I, I've only been, like, playing video games for around a year. So I think I'm kind of, like, scratching the surface on, like, things online so maybe that's why i don't hold as much value to things whereas other people who have been playing games for like years i see that they hold like a lot of value to those types of things yeah right yeah just to piggyback on on what alexia was saying like the you know the the, i think that's kind of the sell that nfts is trying to 
trying to, to, to sort of get people to buy into is like, like you said, Lowell, it's like, you know, you pay this money for like a season's pass helps you progress in the game faster. Like what, what, what value does that have as compared to like an item that Alexia has on her shelf, you know, that she can have forever. Um, and then I think the NFT, the, the sell or like the pitch on the NFT is like, yeah, yeah, this is like, it's tracked. It's, it's, it's tangible. It's not physical, but it's, it's not like a season's pass or, or just a skin, or if it is a skin, it's a skin that you can keep and it's yours and it's unique. Yeah. And so it's sort of trying to tap into that collector, I think, mentality. Um, it could help you in the game. It could help you progress like microtransactions would as they exist in a lot of games today. But it's also like, but it's yours and you keep it and it's in the blockchain, right? And so it's, that's kind of the, the, the sell, I think, with, with NFTs. They're trying to sort of say that it is something you have, yours, you know? Okay. Um, in terms of the NFTs where people are buying them, and paying for them and and we talked about how you can you can kind of tell that it's real or that you own it what things would you do you think parents should um be aware of understand in terms of you know how do they know if they're buying their kids are buying something that's legit how can they check how can they um know how much their kids might be spending and if they should be Let's say, you know, there's a lot of scams out there. I mean, there's a lot of people who, who are getting scammed out of even their cryptocurrency and, and their wallets and, the, and, and, you know, fake investments and things like that. So what should kids be aware of and what should parents be aware of in terms of um, being cautious or protecting themselves or, or understanding what the true value of something would be if it's real, um, that kind of thing? Is there, is there stuff that you can speak to on that? Yeah, well, that's tricky because because like one of the big things, and we touched on this a bit earlier about NFTs and crypto is it's volatile. It's super volatile, so no one really knows exactly what the value of these things are right now. It's sort of just what are people willing to to pay for it. Um, we spoke to an expert when we produced our piece, Matt Powell from the NPD Group, and he he spoke exactly to that. He's like, it's, it could be similar to like a real estate bubble where prices go up, prices go up, prices go up, and all of a sudden people are like, whoa, this is not worth this. Everyone pulls out and, and it collapses. And you can see a bit of that happening with with crypto and, and NFTs right now. Um, and and the other tricky part about NFTs is how how linked they are to cryptocurrency. Like um, most NFTs are 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 traded or purchased for using one form of cryptocurrency or another. Um, and so, you know, if, if crypto goes up and down, it's, it's, people think that the same thing will happen with the value of NFTs. Um, but there are some like basic steps that, that you can take. Um, and there, there's a couple like, like marketplaces essentially where you can purchase NFTs and they're, they're reputable. It doesn't mean the value of your NFT is going to stay the same. That that's up to like the whims of the market, but like, but it, but it is a place where, you know, you're, you're, you're making a, a, a verified transaction. Um, the one that we we talked a lot about in our piece was was OpenSea. OpenSea is a yeah. platform where you can you can mint NFTs, which is you can you can make a piece of art and then turn it into an NFT and then sell it. Um, you can also buy NFTs like Board Apes on on OpenSea. There's a couple other ones as well, but they maintain a blockchain like that digital ledger, so you know that the transaction's there. It's verified. Um, but, but it's still, you know, it, it, you could still get scammed. You could still make a bad purchase and, and the price could totally drop. People can still list for whatever price they want, you know, and, and you can buy it and it, it could be not nowhere near that value. So it, it's yeah. really tricky, you know, but, but yeah, a couple of those platforms, those would be good places to start in terms of, of playing it safe. Yeah. I think like the most important thing is it's, it's like when you buy something off like Kijiji or like eBay, you can get scammed on those types of things as well. And they're like actual things that you're going and picking up or getting dropped off right so i think it's just like 
uh just like do your research just be mindful just be safe pretty much don't don't let don't let your like underage kids go buy nfts all by themselves like definitely be involved in that process i love that alexia just schooled every parent that's going to listen to this (laughs) 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 that is very very wise information for sure um that that well that's that's it i mean i think the the main thing is you know get involved in what your kids are doing understand what they want to do um just you know it's 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 a learning experience for everybody and everybody's going to make mistakes but i think as a parent the best thing to do is to be involved in in terms of asking questions and making sure they understand as the kids they understand what they're doing and why they're doing it, why they want it, or what it means, um, and and that they also understand, you know, the 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 pros and cons of it. I mean, we've all as kids. I mean, Alexia, I I'm sure you've experienced this, even though I hope you haven't. Where you you might trade something, and you know, someone says, "I'll give you three of these for one of these." And then you realize, like you said, that was a bad trade, and and you know you you lost, but that's a learning experience, right? So um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are going through you know learning experiences with with crypto, with NFT, and and that's the next level for their kids as well. So it's it's just a matter of doing your research, and that's really why I wanted to do this um, interview with you guys is is to help. Um, bring awareness to what crypto and what NFTs are. And and it is becoming, um, you know, it, it does come in those waves. And I think we are kind of in the downturn a little bit now, but I'm, I'm sure it's going to pick up again. Um, and, and that's why I think it's, it's a really important conversation that we've had here today. And I thank you both for being part of that and, and sharing your knowledge of, of what we've um, covered here and what you guys have done your, your own research on. Um, and, and that's what it's all about. I mean, I, I think, you know, as, as parents deal with this with their kids and as they, you know, even maybe they're, they're gaming themselves, um, and getting into these things that it's important to understand it. And like we said, it's, it is a very confusing, um, new technology, both crypto and NFT, and it's always changing. I mean, I've been following crypto stuff for probably a year and a half now, and, um, a lot of what I'm doing is, you know, I'm not investing a lot of money, but I'm doing it to learn about it. And totally. it is, it is interesting to see how much has changed even in a year and a half. And, and while I've heard that, you know, five, 10 years ago, Bitcoin was started and it was worth like, you know, really, really small amounts and, and then it ballooned and now it's dropped and, and all that. It, it's, it's just interesting to see how the world is evolving in terms of, um, crypto being part of our everyday lives and being more um, impacted in certain things that we're doing along with NFTs and that kind of thing. So I did want to thank you guys for your time. I did want to thank you for all the 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 knowledge bombs that you've brought here today. Um, and I and I do hope that everybody finds some value in this. But before we leave, I did want to circle back with you guys in terms of, you know, if people want to see more of what you guys are producing. If people have questions, um, how could they either watch you guys? How could they reach out? How could they um, see what you're doing? And is there anything that you've got coming up that you want to give a little shout out about? 
Yeah, Jamie, definitely. Go ahead. Well, yeah, totally. Um, uh, you can you can see all of Alexi's amazing content with us on our site, cbckidsnews.ca. Um, and we're, we're producing, you know, weekly videos, articles, and there's also, um, on almost every article and video, there's a, there's a little email, um, link that you can, you can, you can send us messages to, you can ask us questions, you can pitch us stories. Um, you know, we love speaking with our audience, so you can, you can always reach us at that email. Um, and then, well, yeah, one cool thing that we have coming up is, um, I'm really excited about this. So we, in 2020, we did a, a Minecraft live event. Alexia was, was a huge part of helping out with that. And, uh, we hosted a bunch of kids and we talked, it was at that time it was back to school during the pandemic. Um, and, and it was, it was great. And, and the demand for it was huge. We couldn't even meet the demand. So we're following it up now with, uh, with what's called a Minecraft education edition lesson plan. So we're building this, this lesson that'll hopefully go into classrooms in Canada, across the world. Um, that kids can play through uh, in their classrooms with their teachers. Um, It's all based around media literacy, fake news, uh, misinformation, disinformation. Um, So it's kind of like a little mystery game that you can play and learn a bit about how to to navigate media literacy in the media landscape. So that should be coming out in September, we're hoping. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. I want to shout that out. Very cool. Cool. And Alexia, anything, anything from you? I, you guys will just have to look on CBC Kids News and see because I, you'll just have to look up for my videos and look back at all my other videos. Go watch all of them. They're all super entertaining and watch the other kids as well. They all have super entertaining videos as well. Just like whatever you can think of, search it on the, in the search bar and it's probably in there. And if it's not, email us and we'll probably do something on it. That's awesome. But I feel like we've covered most topics. No, I want to add because Alexia's being modest. Um, she actually has her own series of videos that we did called um, "Hey Alexia, What's Trending," and um, she like they they covered all these different topics. They're super cool videos. They did she did them with this producer named Cat Go, um, and and yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Alexia's Alexia's a rock star, and she's got some tons of great content Thank on her site. That's <laughs> awesome. What what has been your favorite topic to do a segment on, Alexia? That is a very, very good question. I've done, I've done lots of things. Oh God. Um, I think everything I've done has been super cool. Probably one of the most memorable ones was, uh, when I did an interview with, um, an actor in the movie, I think it was Over the Moon. I'm, I'm not sure if that's the title, but it was really cool because I, I'm really into movies and things like that. And I got like, early access to the movie i remember that and i got this like special like netflix thing and it was like so cool so that's like one of the most memorable things but everything i've done has been super fun every person i've talked to has been like super interesting it's it's the best part is getting to interview people for sure and um yeah everything has been super cool but that was probably the most one of the most memorable things i think awesome and in terms of the content that you guys produce What's the target age range or is there different content for different age uh, spectrums? No, we like our target demo is is nine to thirteen year olds. We think about like an eleven year old kind of when we produce our content. Um, okay. But we, you know, we we really try to make topics just easy to understand. Um, we're we're not really trying to break stories ever on CBC Kids News. We're trying to explain them and, and give them good context. So, um, you know, like the nine to thirteen year old is what we shoot for. But we get a lot of emails from adults being like, "Oh, this was great. I needed this." You know, <laughs> yeah. it, it, yeah. it, it, I think a to- lot of adults watch the videos. Actually, like I hear I hear the most from adults on like my Instagram 
them. I get people DMing me about it. And I think a lot of the time, like kids find it on their own. I've seen a lot, but also uh, a lot of the time adults are the ones like showing their kids. And I've seen yeah. also the craziest thing. Uh, one, uh, someone who used to go to my school, they moved schools and they showed one of my videos uh, in their class. Like it's an 11th grade class. So, you know, like awesome. 16, 17 year olds. And he showed me a video and he's like, I just can't get away from you. They're playing your video in my class. So <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's definitely is for like uh, Jamie said, nine to 13 year olds. But I feel like a lot of the videos can reach up to my age, up to teenagers and things like that. And people find them very interesting. So yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Well, I, I got hooked on, like I said, I, 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 I was searching Instagram for people. I messaged Twitter and, and even people that cover the topic, they're like, yeah, I, I don't feel comfortable talking about it so completely. And then I found your videos and I was like, they just like did an amazing job of explaining this. And, and, and then I got hooked. I was like, okay, what's the, and then the, you know how YouTube kind of shows, okay, well, if you're interested in this, you're going to be interested in this video. Totally. Went on yeah. to another one and another <laughs> one and another one. And they're very, very good and they're interesting. So I think even, right. you know, Adults, don't be afraid. You can watch this as well. And then you'll be on the same wavelength as your kids and yes. be able to, and, and what I found is, cause I, when I did talk to my, my kids and I asked them, so it's funny cause my older one couldn't pronounce fungible. So he was like, <laughs> NFT is like, what, what is it? And I, and I, I was like, okay, well you should really watch this. So I actually got him to watch with me and um, it, it was, it was great because I could explain it in a way that he would understand it. But I also had, you know, your videos as a way of saying, okay, well, that's a great question. Let's go check this out. So the <laughs> content's great. excellent. Um, I, I would, that. I would just say that you guys are doing an amazing job, and thank you for for coming on today and sharing your knowledge with with us and with our audience. It's it's been an awesome uh, conversation with you guys. And Alexia, as I mentioned, you're the first kid on the show, and you were you're a rock star. You were awesome. Thank you. And yeah, Hope I can bring you guys back in the future. We'll find another interesting topic. Uh, oh, but it's been a lot of fun today. And I just wanted to say thank you again. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, we really appreciate it. No problem. Yeah. Thanks for having us. And that wraps up another episode of the Growing Up With Tech Show. I'm your host, Lowell Brown, and it was such a great episode. We tackled topic that isn't the easiest for people to explain and fully understand. The world of crypto and NFTs is definitely something that is talked about more and more and is important for both us as parents and our kids to not only understand, but also understand the impacts positively and negative that they can have on our day-to-day -day technology use. I'm really thankful for my friends at CBC Kids for joining me today. And if you haven't yet, you definitely want to check out their shows on TV uh, videos available on their website as well as on YouTube. So that wraps up things for today. Remember to please share this podcast with your friends and family. And as always, I'd appreciate your positive reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe to your favorite podcasts. Once again, I'm Lowell Brown and this wraps up another Growing Up With Tech show. I'll see you in the next episode.